Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in. It's high noon here in the District of Columbia on a beautiful February. One day before Super Bowl 58. Toby Altizer with you here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Got plenty to discuss I think it's going to be a good show. Chris and I were already arguing before the show started, so you know it's going to be a good day when we got some good sports debate going on before the show even starts. Bart Winkler is going to come up from CBS Sports Radio at 1 o'clock. I want to talk about some things that Dan Quinn said as well in his introductory press conference. He was also on with the Rooster and Craig Hoffman this week on the Team 980. You can go back and listen to those interviews on the Odyssey app, but he reiterated something. I think he said it with Hoffman. I'm not sure if he said the same thing with Rooster the other day, but we'll play the clip from the introductory press conference, something that I really liked that we heard from Dan Quinn, I think could lead to some success for this team in the future. We'll also take a look at the Super Bowl, of course, give you our thoughts on who's going to win the big game tomorrow between the Chiefs and Niners. I'm going to take a team wearing red tomorrow. <laughs> if that if that previews anything, since both teams have red, but uh, if you know anything about real me. Real bold, real bold. Toby. If you know anything about me, you probably know which way I'm leaning. But we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later. But we got to start with the same topic that we're going to hit probably a million times between now and the NFL draft which comes up at the end of April, and that's the quarterback discussion and what to do with that second overall pick. I got some audio we'll play in just a little bit. Doug Williams talked with NFL Network. We'll play that in a little bit. Also, Merrill Hodge was on NBC Sports Chicago, gave his thoughts on Caleb Williams. We'll give you those clips in just a little bit. But before the show, we were talking about this. The commanders sit at number two overall. They have... Really, there's three good quarterback prospects that are, are top tier. You know, you can argue about how you want to order them and who's better than who and how much better who is than who. We can, we can have that discussion, and if you want to hop in, feel free. 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. But to me, there's three options, and it's, it's, you know, it's pretty obvious. Anybody can do this. You can trade up. You can trade down. You can sit where you're at and take the pick. I guess if you want to say you can take a quarterback or you can take anything else if you want to throw a fourth option in there. To me, there's two options that are available and two options that are not available, in my opinion, if you're Adam Peters walking into the draft room on the first day of the NFL draft. The first option that is unavailable, taking anyone other than quarterback at number two. Unless something unforeseen happens where they bring in a quarterback in free agency or somehow trade for one, you're taking a quarterback at two. The other for me is you cannot trade down. You just cannot do it. And I understand the allure of it. Everybody looks at the roster and says, man, there's a hole here. 
They could use an offensive tackle. Man, they could probably use an offensive guard, maybe a center. They could probably use a whole new offensive line. They could probably use two edge rushers. They could use some linebackers. They could use corners. We can go up and down the 53-man roster, and just about every position could be upgraded. I understand that. I fully get that. But trading down is not an option to me. whole reason you traded Montez Sweat, the whole reason you traded Chase Young, one, you didn't have to pay him. You know, they were going to come up as free agents, and they were going to command a lot of money. You don't have to pay him now, so you've got $75 million in cap space to worry about. And you got a couple guys. We'll talk about some of the commander's free agents and whether we would re-sign them or not coming up in just a little bit. But you don't have to worry about them anymore. So you've got extra picks. So if your thing is we need to add extra picks, we need extra picks, we need extra picks. Well, you kind of already did some of that. And I think this trade down discussion would be more intriguing to me if they weren't picking second overall. If they were picking eighth, if they were picking even fifth or something like that, where you weren't going to get a chance at one of these top three quarterbacks, then yeah, trade down, get some extra assets, take Bo Nix, take Michael Penix, and call it a day. And you know if you're bad again next year, then you go ahead and take that quarterback next year, which we were talking about this before the show. Going into last year's offseason, looking ahead to this year's draft, so many people had buzz about Caleb Williams. So many people were talking about Drake May. Jaden Daniels was a late riser, but there were a clear-cut top two last year, before last year's draft, before Bryce Young, before C.J. Stroud were even taken. People were looking ahead to this year's draft saying, oh, yeah, I like that Caleb Williams guy. Oh, yeah, I like that Drake May guy. Think about next year's draft. Have you heard a single thing about any quarterbacks for next year's draft? No. Simply put, you haven't. And so this is the year to get a quarterback. And another thing that, another reason why I'm saying trading down is off the table, Daniel Jeremiah tweeted something out a while ago, and I think it's interesting when you look at just how you go about doing these things during the draft. And he tweeted, I'm trying to find the exact tweet, but he basically said that if you're a team that wants an offensive lineman, you're a team that wants an offensive tackle. He says this right here, February 5th. If you need to remake your offensive line, this draft is going to provide that opportunity. Talent and depth is there to make a major impact next year. And I think on his podcast, Move the Sticks, I, I think he said he had eight offensive tackles with a first-round grade. Eight of them. Now, maybe all eight go in the first round. I don't know that they do. So what does that mean? You have pick number 36. You have pick number 40. This is why I don't think trading down is necessary. You might still be able to get a starting offensive tackle, maybe two starting offensive tackles, or at worst, a starting offensive tackle, a starting D-end, or a starting offensive guard and tackle, whatever the case may be, at 36 and 40. So your idea that you need to trade down a couple of picks to make sure you get Fashanu or Alt or Fuaga, that's awesome, and those guys are probably better than the other tackles you'll get, but you're going to miss out on the quarterback. And so if you come with me, if you call in today, and feel free, if you want to trade down, we can have that discussion, but the first thing I'm going to need to know, if you want to trade down or you don't want to take a quarterback at number two, what is your quarterback solution? What is your quarterback solution? And if your solution is you're sitting there at 36 and you're going to need to go take your quarterback then and you want to take, let's say, Bo Nix or, or Michael Penix, you're playing a risky game, hoping that they're there at 36. 
You're playing a risky game there. So guess what you're going to have to do to make sure you get that guy? You're going to have to trade up. You're probably going to have to trade up from 36 if you want to still get a rookie quarterback. If, you, if you're going to pass on one at two. So that's kind of my point. If you want to trade down and you want to take something else at two, that's fine. We're obviously going to have different opinions. That's the beauty of sports talk radio. We're going to have different opinions, and we can all talk it out. You call in. I'm talking on the radio. Chris is back there producing. He can chime in as well. So that's the beauty of all this. We can have different opinions. But my point is this. If you want to not take a quarterback at two or you want to trade out of that pick, you've got to have a solution at quarterback. And if your solution is Sam Howell for another year, I love Sam Howell. I just don't think that's going to be the case. right? I I like Sam Howell. I was one of the guys banging the drum for him throughout the year, and then it kind of changed, and you just realized, you know what? As the losses started piling up, as the draft pick kept getting higher and higher, you realize, you know what? This guy wearing number 14 isn't going to be the quarterback for the Washington Commanders next year. He might be a quarterback, but he's not going to be the quarterback for the Washington Commanders next year. And so I think that you have to really look at what they have, and to me, there's two options left. You can take the quarterback at two. You can either take Drake May, Jaden Daniels. If Caleb Williams falls you at two, maybe you take him. I don't think he will. I think the assumption is for the Bears, they're either going to take Caleb Williams or they're going to trade the pick. And I'm interested to see what that dynamic's going to be throughout the time frame as we go up to the draft. And it's just going to get crazier and crazier as this process goes on because here's the funny part about this. We're already seeing so much stuff about this. We haven't even hit the combine yet. We haven't even gotten to the dead part of the NFL season yet where everybody just starts talking. And then we haven't even gotten to the craziest part like the last week before the draft where just ludicrous statements are put out on Twitter. Like, I think last year someone said that C.J. Stroud might not even be a top-10 pick in the final week. Like, stupid stuff gets said that final week before the draft. So, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up because it is just now getting started. It is just now getting started with all the speculation and all that stuff. And who knows, maybe by three or four weeks from now when the NFL Combine's done, maybe Washington has made a move to trade up or something of that sort. But to me, there's two options. You sit and take the quarterback at two, or you trade up. And I know so many people are out on trading up, and I completely understand it. I really do. Because you look at the football team, and as I talked about earlier, there's so many holes. You can obviously use a tackle. You can obviously use corners. You, you can, If we went down the hole 53, you could say, yeah, we could probably use someone else in this position. So I wouldn't say the cupboard is bare bones for Dan Quinn and for Adam Peters walking in. But a lot of these guys could be on their way out or can be upgraded pretty easily and might find themselves sitting on the bench or on their way out. And so I wouldn't say it's bare bones, but they're going to be starting over in a lot of ways. And so when you think starting over, you think acquiring draft picks, you think signing cheap guys in free agency, developing young players. You don't think trading up. You don't think giving away assets to get a better asset. But I think this is the exception. I think this is the exception right here where you're picking number two overall and you can move up to number one. And if you think, again, this is where we're going to differ. If you have different evaluations on Caleb Williams, you're obviously going to have a different opinion than I do. I still think Caleb Williams is head and shoulders above the rest. I think that he is the clear-cut top guy, and I think that's not even that Drake May and Jaden Daniels are tier two. If we're going on this level, I think Caleb Williams is tier one. I think those guys are tier three. Right, So I think there's a decent drop-off between the two of them and Caleb Williams. If you think that, if you're in Washington's building over there in Ashburn, if you think that, 
would you not be willing to give up a couple extra picks to move up and get that guy? Because the question I'd ask you is this. If you think Caleb Williams can be in that tier with the top-level guys, not Patrick Mahomes, because I don't want anyone to be thrown in that tier with Patrick Mahomes. This dude might win his third Super Bowl tomorrow. So no one's on that level until you've seen him do it. So don't even throw out Patrick Mahomes. Let's throw out someone that hasn't done much in terms of winning. Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. I think in terms of talent, he's a top-five quarterback in the league. And I think you can make the argument when Caleb Williams enters the league, he could be in that conversation in terms of talent. Production, we'll have to see. But talent-wise, I think he can be in that top 10, maybe top 8, maybe even top 5 range in terms of talented quarterbacks in the National Football League. Would you not trade two second-round picks, your 36th and 40th, to go get Justin Herbert right now? You say, well, you got to trade. You're swapping picks in the first round. That doesn't count to me, right? If you're swapping two with one, doesn't count to me. So essentially what you're doing is you're trading two second-round picks and a pick swap in the first. So two second-round picks? Would you not do that for Justin Herbert? That's what the discussion was a couple weeks ago. Recently, Steve Palazzolo of PFF said it's going to take number two, number 40, and an extra first from next year. That's where it gets a little bit touchy because we saw what happened to the Carolina Panthers this year. They said, let's move up from number nine to number one. We'll give you the two this year. We'll give you the one next year. We'll give you a two the following year, and we'll give you DJ Moore. Now, remind you, they're moving up from nine to one. But we saw what happened. They gave up their one next year. They got their quarterback at one in Bryce Young. Fantastic. But they sucked. They're the worst team in football this year, and now they're picking number one overall, and they don't even have the pick. So I caution them on giving up a first-round pick because it could end up in a similar situation. So I wouldn't want to do it. But, again, I ask you, would you be willing to give a first and a second-round pick for Justin Herbert right now? I 100% would. And again, this is making some assumptions. This comes down to how they go about their process of evaluating players. Do they think that Caleb Williams is head and shoulders above Drake May and Jaden Daniels? I would think that they would. But if they don't, then you don't have to trade up. But to me, if I were Adam Peters, and I'm sitting in there making these decisions, I think he is that much better that I think it has to be considered because how foolish would you feel if five years down the road you said, ah, too much of a price to pay. And Caleb Williams is as good as everyone's talked him up to be. And your guy might be, he might even be solid. He might be a solid quarterback. But how many quarterback, how many teams with decent quarterbacks would like to improve their guy? If you have Dak Prescott, would you not rather have an improvement of a guy that can win in the playoffs? And I think Dak Prescott was really good this year. You think the Cowboys would like to upgrade their quarterback if they got the chance? That's my point here. If you think that you can upgrade to a point where you're not going to feel like you ever need another another upgrade for the next 15 years, then you just do it. You just do it. Because you're not going from 9 to 1 where you're giving up two twos, swip, swapping a 1, giving another 1, and DJ Moore. You're sitting at number 2. You have the opportunity to do it. So I'm not saying they have to trade up. But so many people are Xing it off and saying, you know what, you can't trade up. I think it comes down to how they evaluate these guys. That's where we're going to have to trust Adam Peters and his staff and the scouts. But to me, when you look at it, if you think that he is that much better, you got to do it. You got to do it. Now, Ian Rappaport tweeted something out today that I thought was interesting because 
people immediately looked at this and said, oh, well, they're not trading the pick. They're not going to move on. They're not going to do this. But I think, honestly, it's not still, it's still an option for Washington. I think it's still an option. Rappaport tweets out, as the Bears head into the offseason, nothing is more important than this. Will they trade the number one pick? Sources say it would be it would take a historical haul for them to move out of the top spot and all that it means. So when you read that initially, you think, great. Washington is going to have to mortgage the entire future. And then you look at the history of the number one overall pick being traded, and it has happened 13 times or more, somewhere around there, just various research I've done before the show. I don't think at least in the modern era, the number two pick has ever been traded for the number one pick. So that would be historic. That would be historic. So trading the number two pick and two twos, that'd be technically a historic haul for the Bears because they they moved down one pick and they got two second-round picks. Who knows what it's going to take? No idea. If the Bears come calling and they're asking for some stupid price to move up one pick, then fine, yeah, you pass out on it. I'm not saying pay out the wazoo to get your quarterback. But again, you have to ask yourself, if you think the guy's better, would I look at this trade five years from now and say, why did I not give up this little bit to go get a guy that I would pay $50 million a year for right now? That's the question you have to ask yourself. So to me, there's two options open. Draft a quarterback at number two or even trade up for one at number one. Trading down, that is so far off my list, and not taking a quarterback at two is so far off my list. What say you? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Feel free to hop in at any point during the show. What do you think the commanders should do with their second overall pick? We'll continue talking about this next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Overtime 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you. One thing that was cool to see at the NFL Honors was Devin Hester got into the Hall of Fame, so something that's cool for us here, that means Brian Mitchell should be the next one in. <laughs> that's the other thing that we should see, is Brian Mitchell should be pretty quick into the Hall of Fame. I just wanted to say that here. But uh, we're talking about the Commanders' number two overall pick. I was just looking at something in the break. That's why I brought it up. I think the Commanders have 32 Hall of Famers. The Redskins have 32 Hall of Famers. And I think they're in fourth or fifth. The Bears now, with Devin Hester getting in, have 39. I think we can make the case that there's three dudes from Washington that already should have been in. Jacoby, London Fletcher, B. Mitch. So hopefully we can get that number to 35 pretty quickly. But we're talking about hopefully a Hall of Fame quarterback for this team coming in the draft this year. What do you think they should do? You like Caleb Williams? Should they trade up for him? You like Drake May? You like Jaden Daniels? Like I told you. I don't think trading down is on the table, but if you think it is, what is your solution at quarterback? 800-636-1067. Let's have you guys join us here on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Let's get out to, what is this, Chuddy in Gainesville? What's going on? Hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah, so I'm with you. I don't believe in trading down for the pick. Um, I believe they should stay at number two. Um, I think there's enough talent at quarterback at number two to go to. I'm leading Drake May at number two. But at the same time, I do agree with you. The previous issue with the past before Josh Harris and Adam Peters came along is that we can never really utilize our second-round picks. This time around, we actually have a chance with good um, talent evaluation to draft some solid players at number two. So I think that we can help plug up some holes, not only in the second round, but also in the third round. And I think that people are also forgetting, you know, free agency is coming up. We can plug even further holes with free agency. So that's why I think you don't trade. If we, if we didn't have that second-round pick from the Montez uh, trade, then I think maybe trading down would be a lot more, uh, you know, it would be a lot more attractive. But yeah. we've got a variety of picks ready to go. So I think you can do what you can do, get your quarterback at number two. Even though I like Sam Howell, I think that quarterback is the only way to go at that pick. You got your second round picks ready to go. You've got free agency, so you know the sky's the limit with what you can pick up. Appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, I think he brings up a good point. That's what I was talking about earlier. I think they've already done their work of acquiring extra picks, which is essentially what you'd want to do if you want to trade down. They've already done that work with trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young before maybe losing them a free agency or settling for a compensation pick in the following draft. So I like that they've already acquired picks. If they were picking somewhere a little bit later, I'd be down to acquire even more picks. Look, I completely understand where the people that want to trade down come from. I completely get it. I would love to have all the picks. But when you're drafting second overall and there's three top-tier quarterbacks, consensus has three top-tier guys, or at least in that conversation, then take one of them at two. And don't risk missing out on a quarterback because you want to make sure that you gain extra assets. Let's get out to James in Woodbridge. James, what's going on? What's up, Toby? Happy Super Bowl Eve to you, brother. Same to you, man. Listen, man, I hear everything you say, man, and I respect. The one thing I'm going to say is you, you hit it out the park. Caleb Williams is the top tier. There is no other. If you're not going to go up and get that guy, and I would say you should do that, then the obvious solution is already on your roster 
You have Sam Howell. Trade back. Use Look, we brought in EB. EB did the worst thing for a rookie quarterback, man. You can't have him dropping back and passing epic numbers. Man, the kid put up huge numbers for a rookie throwing. There was no balance. You got a new OC. Let this guy rock with this new OC that's going to balance the offense. Meanwhile, you know the next Trent Williams is in this draft, man. You know the next Lawrence Taylor is in this draft. Get your holes filled, brother. I know you said we we traded Montez and we traded all these guys, but at the end of the day, you can never stop stockpiling assets because you're always going to be playing a hit-or-miss game. Sam Howell can be Josh Allen, man. I'm not saying Josh Allen has won anything yet, but he's big enough, strong enough, and talented enough to be the quarterback. And what I would say is get the new OC, let that rock, fill the holes. And you got all these rookie players on on uh, low uh, low deals allow you to bring free agents in, man. Because if you ain't going to get Caleb Williams, which I don't think you're going to get, very cheap. I don't think you're getting them for a two and two twos. They're going to want mega deals for next year's number one. So I say stick with what you got, brother. Thank you for the call. Well, real quick, James. So do yeah. you not think that Jaden Daniels or Drake May is – and I get the Drake May thing because everyone looks and sees North Carolina quarterback, they immediately think, well, we got one of those. They're not the same guy. But do you not think that one of those two, if they're not able to go up and get Caleb Williams, is not an upgrade over Sam? Or do you think it's not enough of an upgrade? It's to... not enough. You said it. It's okay. not enough of an upgrade for me. If 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 I gotta pick one of those two, I'm packaging a deal to trade for a better quarterback that's already established in the league, sure. like you said, Herbert or someone else. It's not enough of an upgrade for me to gamble on. It's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. I say Caleb Williams is generational. The other two, I'm not wa- I'm not wasting the, the draft picks. James, appreciate the phone call, man. And that's an interesting thing to explore because, again, I don't think that that's really an option. I'm not a huge fan of just saying, let's roll with Sam Howell again. But if you look at Jaden Daniels and you look at Drake May and Adam Peters sits there in the room and says, I think they're an upgrade, but I don't think they're a significant upgrade, then, yeah, maybe trading down is on the table. Now, to me, I think they are a significant upgrade, and I love Sam Howell. I I can't say that enough. Got to meet him over at Nats Park earlier this year. Shook his hand. Then he threw four interceptions. So I think I'm a, I'm a bad luck charm. So maybe I need to stay away from the football team. Maybe I need to just move out of the city. Maybe if they want to win a Super Bowl, I need to get up off these airwaves and go somewhere else. Chris, do you think I need to do that for the sake of this of this team? So, so you're going to pull a Leonsis <laughs> here. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, Maybe uh, I'll see if 910 the fan wants another guy just to fill in when AWOD or Michael Phillips isn't in town. Yeah, maybe I need to go down to Richmond. or I don't even know. My point is this. I like Sam Howell a lot. I don't think that he he's not the answer here. And it'd be one thing if you were picking, like I said, it's a totally different conversation because of the final couple weeks of the season. If they would have won one of those final games of the year and they are picking sixth or seventh, and they're either going to have to trade up to get one of these top three guys or they're just going to have to settle for whatever's left, then yeah, trade down, maybe roll with Sam Howell again. But that's not the case. You're picking second overall. There's three guys. And so I think you take one of them. I think they're a big enough upgrade over Sam Howell that you go with it. 
And personally, we were talking about this before the show, Chris. All signs to me, if you want to look Caleb Williams, that's fine. But all signs to me, if they're going to stay at two point Jaden Daniels, that's kind of where I think that's they're going to end up going. Too, like, yeah. If I had to put money on something right now of what they're going to do, I think they stay at two, and I think they take Jaden Daniels. My point is, you got to keep the options open. But I think if everything were to happen right now, I think Jaden Daniels would be the pick. Let's get one more phone call in here before we hit a break. Let's get to Lou. What's going on, Lou? What's up, Toby? How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing, man? Good, good. Um, so I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a, hey man, I'm, I'm into like trying to pull the trigger. If, if Caleb is a, a generational talent, I think. You got to do it, man, because I'm, I'm sick and tired of just sitting back and watching and waiting, and, you know, every other team got a, a quarterback, yet we've been, you know, in the same mode. We've just been going around and, you know, picking up these guys. Nah, man, just if Caleb is a guy, just whatever it takes, man, just get him, man. I don't care, man. At least you have a franchise quarterback and that you could build around. You got enough money, so – why not, man? Forget about, you know, I, I don't know, man. I'm not thinking about 10 years from now. I'm, I'm trying to win right now, man. We've been trash for like the last 20 years. So if Caleb is a guy, pull the trigger, man. That's all you got to do, man. I trust in these guys, and I think they're going to do the right thing. So that's how I'm feeling, man. Whatever it takes, get that guy, man. If it takes three uh, first-round picks, so be it, man. I don't care, man. That's how I'm feeling right now. Lou, appreciate, appreciate it, man. You, you got it, buddy. Yeah, to me, if you look at it, would you rather have the quarterback or would you rather have the team? Obviously, people love looking around and saying, yeah, build the team up, and that does make a lot of sense. And, you know, if we're playing Madden or something like that, it does make a lot of sense. But if you play real football, quarterback can elevate the rest of the roster like no other. The Texans were not a good roster this season. Seriously. It's not as if you looked at the Texans receiving core this year and said, Nico Collins, true number one. You looked at Tank Dell and said, oh, this guy is one of the best rookie receivers in the league. You looked at Devin Singletary and thought, yeah, that cast off from Buffalo is going to be a really good running back for them. You looked at the offensive line, and outside of Laramie Tunsil, you had no idea who any of the guys were. Seriously, they drafted quarterback at number two. Maybe they got a little lucky because the Panthers had no idea what they were doing and took Bryce Young. If it's true that Tepper called in and said take Bryce Young, well, that shows you that they have maybe the most dysfunctional owner in the NFL now. But the reality is, they got a quarterback, and it fixed a lot of things. And so I think if you're Washington, and you think that Caleb Williams is clearly the best guy, then you take that shot. I'm not saying Jaden Daniels can't do it. I'm not saying Drake May can't do it. But if you think that the guy is head and shoulders above the rest, would you rather have a couple extra guys on your football team or the quarterback that you feel like is a bigger difference maker. I'll, I'll lean with the quarterback. I'll just lean with the quarterback. Because frankly, we're going to talk about Super Bowl 58 in a little bit. And I know it's not the same sort of scenario here. But to me, when teams are even, or even just a little bit uneven. Like, I don't think that anyone's going to argue, if you're just looking at the roster, I don't think anyone's going to argue the better team is the San Francisco 49ers. Do you disagree with that? I, I don't. I, I think if you just look at the roster top to bottom, you'd say that, the Niners have more talent overall. Uh, offense, probably. Defense, I think it's kind of a wash. I don't know. So then, still, it ends up being the Niners, sure. even if it's a small margin. But to me, those small margins, and even some bigger margins, get made up by the fact that Kansas City has the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And so... And tight end. 
Yeah, exactly. So there's other things. Obviously, you need other things. I'm not saying the quarterback solves everything, but my point is when you get the chance to get the guy that you feel like, you know what, we might be a B-level team and we're going up against an A-level team, but we have the A-plus level quarterback and they only have the the B-level quarterback or C-level quarterback, I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. And so that's what I think they have the opportunity to do. And again, this is all speculation. It comes down to how they rank these quarterbacks out on their draft board. I know some people are really high on Caleb Williams. Some people aren't. But I think that it has to be something that is very real for this organization to consider. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll continue to take your phone calls. Also want to hear from what Doug Williams had to say on the NFL Network. Merrill Hodge was on NBC Sports Chicago, and he's not a fan of Caleb Williams. So we'll hear from him as well. More to come here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you. Bart Winkler comes up at 1 o'clock. Want to hear from Merrill Hodge and Doug Williams. We'll play some of that audio for you here in just a few minutes. But let's first get out to Raul in Fairfax. Raul, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Love your show. Love your show. Hey, Appreciate this it. is what the commanders need to do. They need to draft. Uh, they need to, um, with that second pick, draft back, get more picks. Uh, if Sam Howell doesn't pan out, they could draft that Quinn guy from Texas next year because he's going to come out. Uh, here, uh, here's my the thing. The show. Yeah. Here's my thing with that. Last year, and I addressed this a little bit earlier, last year before this draft, before even last year's draft, when they were talking about Stroud and Bryce Young, they were looking ahead to this year's draft and saying, look at Caleb Williams, look at Drake May, whoever's drafting in the top two is going to be lucky to have one of those guys. They were already looking ahead to that. Have you heard anything about any of the quarterbacks in next year's draft? I, you know, there's no saying that Quinn Ewers can't elevate his game and have a big rise next year. So I'm not saying that that's a, that's a bad idea. But I just think that when you look at the guys that they have this year, you're really hoping that next year one of those guys pans out. I just don't know that that's a risk worth taking when you can clearly get one of the guys that's been hyped up for a couple of years and then a late riser, a guy that won a Heisman with a fantastic season in Jaden Daniels this year. True, but don't be surprised if Quinn wins the Heisman next year. Uh, he's going to just be better and better. Sure. Uh, that's my opinion. But uh, that's what the commanders need to do. They need to stack these picks for the future, get their they got money also. They also can get some uh, players out there in the free uh, agency. Yeah. So, well, and that, that's my point about this too, Raul. 
I understand your point of trading back and getting more assets, and you can get all the assets you can possibly get. At the same point, these holes that you're so worried about being filled can be filled in free agency, can be filled with the two second-round picks you have, can be filled with the two third-round picks you have. I mean, if you, as much as you're saying we trust Adam Peters, and people have said that, like you got to trust that he's going to start hitting on some of these later-round picks, and that's how you fill out a roster. Yeah, but you got to think about this. Do those uh, free agents want to come to D.C.? Yeah, 100%. You can That's also pay them a little extra at. if they need to. But I, I think that people are going to want to play play for Dan Quinn. I, I think people, and as much as it wasn't a sexy hire and a lot of us fans were underwhelmed, myself included, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but it's not like uh-huh. I was over the moon for Dan Quinn. But I think people would want to come play for this guy. I think that people saw what he did in Dallas, especially if you're a defensive guy, and saw what some of these dudes exactly. were able to do. I'd want to come play for Dan Quinn and these guys. Like, if it's the same amount of money and I can go somewhere else or I can go to Washington, like before it was no doubt I'd go somewhere else. I don't think that's the case anymore. And and the commanders are not that far off. They're not that far. Look at how what the the Eagles did. Nothing. They fizzled out. The Cowboys fizzled out. Don't be surprised if the commanders rise up to the top next year. Uh, and I'm, I'm being uh, a biased, non-biased here. I'm just an independent uh, 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 thinker here, and I love football to death. Don't be surprised if the commanders, if they play their uh, cards right, um, they could be up in the number one uh, in that division. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, if there's one thing that we've learned from the NFC East, Chris, it's that – Dallas won it this year. They're not winning it next year. So that means there's three other teams eligible to win it. <laughs> Dallas isn't going back-to-back. We just know that, right? I mean, this. how long has it been now? Like 2003 or something like that? The last time this division's had repeat champions? Yeah, it's a wild stat. Yeah, it's, it's competitive, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought there was no way that anyone would beat the Eagles this year. And it looked like, oh, yeah, they're just... Right on their way yeah, the again. first two-thirds of the season, it looked pretty pretty obvious, right? And, and then they fell apart. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could be wide open. I mean, this is the thing. And, again, this is why this decision at number two, whether it's trade up, if they wanted to trade down, really the quarterback decision as a whole, that's why it's so important. Because I think the quarterback position can elevate the rest of the roster to a point that no other position can do. And as much as we feel like this team was far away, imagine if you put Emmanuel Forbes – a guy that so many people are like, bust. Imagine if you put him in the right system and he starts making some plays. Imagine if you get Jamin Davis in some creative rushes and find ways to use him to his strengths, right? If you can find ways to start using some of these guys, yeah, the roster seems devoid of talent. There is some talent on this roster. It's just got to be utilized correctly. It just has to be utilized correctly. So what you view as lack of talent and guys that aren't good Maybe you put them in a different system. Maybe you use them in a little bit different way, and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? This guy isn't so bad. And I think bringing in the guys they have, hopefully they can figure it out. Hopefully they can do that. That's, to me, what's going to be the most important part about these coaches is how can they maximize what they have on the roster. But again, quarterback. That that seems like Dan Quinn's kind of specialty, too. he, He builds his teams around what the players' capabilities are as opposed to this is my system, find pieces that fit it, you know? Yeah, Well, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But real quick, I did want to play this from Merrill Hodge because I thought it was interesting. I've obviously been talking a lot about Caleb Williams, saying how good he is. Merrill Hodge, I think he's got a decent 
record of picking guys and telling you what guys are good. Obviously, there's the Johnny Manziel clip. I think last year he had Stroud over Bryce Young. He's also had some misses as any other draft analyst. But here's Merrill Hodge on NBC Sports Chicago talking about Caleb Williams. Oh, I've only watched Caleb Williams three games last year, three this year. So I'm only halfway done, okay? The one thing that I that is clear, he is not special. He is not something unique like a Patrick Mahomes. And I hope the Bears don't think, well, let's 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 try to make up for our mistake when we pass up Patrick Mahomes and go get the Patrick Mahomes. The kid is not Patrick Mahomes. Ain't even remotely close to that. So he says he's not special. And, you know, I think something that we do a poor job of sometimes as media, as fans, is we like to come up with player comps, which is fine, but a lot of times we put the player comp as, oh, they're that guy. So the player comp for Caleb Williams has been Patrick Mahomes. I feel that is having a lot with him, a lot. 100%. And so the player comp is Patrick Mahomes because if you watch him at USC, some of the plays he makes look like Patrick Mahomes because it's off schedule, it's a crazy throwing platform, it's a throw you're like, whoa, there's only a few guys that can make this throw but he's not Patrick Mahomes, all right? Until he proves it, right? Maybe he can, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. So don't put that on him. I mean, a lot of what Mahomes does, too, is he seemed to come into the league and be able to read defenses very quickly. And a lot of these guys coming out of college, it takes time to adapt to do that. I mean, well, and you know, I, Howell is still learning it, right? Like To be honest with you, we're going to talk about the coaches coming up next hour a little bit more. The reason I'm kind of down on the Cliff Kingsbury hire, again, I'm going to give these guys the benefit of the doubt for the year because I think if there's nothing else that this roster has earned, or not the roster, the team has earned since they've sold, I'm going to give these guys a chance before you could immediately say, nope, because <laughs> the previous ownership. But now I'll give these guys a chance. Caleb Williams should be unequivoc- unequivocally the guy that everyone talks about and just loves and just absolutely salivates over the chance of drafting him. And he's not. Why? Because Lincoln Riley sucked last year. Just atrocious with what he did. And so Caleb Williams is no longer the home run because of Lincoln Riley. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams obviously has to take some blame. He's got to take the layups. He's got to play a little more on schedule. I get all of that. But at the same point, you just got to be better than that. So we'll see. But that's another thing that I think is interesting in this whole dynamic. We hear Merrill Hodge say this about Caleb Williams. We've heard, I think, Lewis Riddick earlier this week was on ESPN, and he was saying, you take Caleb Williams, and you do whatever you can to get him, and if you can't, you take Jaden Daniels, and it's a big gap, and then it's Drake May. So that's another guy that's kind of down on Drake May. Have you heard anything down on Jaden Daniels? Yeah, Max is saying here, too, he takes so many hits. And one thing, he's he's older than some of the other guys. Too, yeah, I think, well, and that's so. what I think is so interesting. During this draft cycle, you're hearing down on Caleb Williams. You're hearing down on Drake May. And you're just hearing up, 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 up about Jaden Daniels. And no one's pointing out the fact that this guy's only had one good season. One. He's been solid. You know, you can look at Joe Burrow. He only had one good season, and it turned out to be the greatest. The, the thing I hear about Jaden, too, is everybody's comparing him to Lamar and – it's the same thing. It's like, but he's not Lamar, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's the thing for me that I think is so interesting is we were talking about it, and, you know, you th- you think that those two guys are the top two, Drake May, Caleb Williams, and so you spend the whole year looking at it saying, oh, yeah, let me find ways that they're not the number one and number two overall picks. And if you looked, Caleb Williams has spectacular throws, and you'd be wowed by it. If you look... 
Drake May has similar throws, right? Stuff that just, wow, looks like Justin Herbert in some plays. And then that's all we've done all year with Jaden Daniels. Holy cow, who can do this? Holy cow, who can do this? And instead, you're looking at Drake May and Caleb Williams like, wow, they screwed up there. Wow, they suck and on schedule. Wow, they can't do that. And so I caution people on that. Don't just, because the guy was a late riser in Jaden Daniels, don't just focus on the positives for him and just focus on the negatives for the other guys because you're like, I got to find what's wrong with this guy. He can't be the perfect prospect. And I'm not saying they are, but I think that's kind of what we've seen throughout this draft process because, like I said last year, people were looking ahead to this year's draft saying, whoever gets Caleb Williams is going to be lucky. Whoever gets Drake May is going to be lucky. And instead, all year we've looked at, why are these guys so bad? Why can't they do this? Oh, I don't think they're that good. And Jaden Daniels had a phenomenal year. I'm not trying to detract. And like I said earlier, I feel like if everything ended right now and the draft was tomorrow afternoon, I think Adam Peters would walk into the room and say, at number two, the Washington Commanders select Jaden Daniels, quarterback, LSU. That's what I feel like they would do. But I also think that they've done a good job here, if nothing else, with Cliff Kingsbury. Again, not a huge fan of the hire, but we'll we'll give him a chance here. They know whether they should go get Caleb Williams or not. They know, unequivocally. They 100% know what they should do with that pick because Cliff Kingsbury's been in the room. Cliff Kingsbury knows exactly what Caleb Williams is all about. So if they decide not to get him, they decide to get him, you know, I, I think that you have to understand now that they're going to have an educated decision made for them with Cliff Kingsbury in that room knowing what they know about Caleb Williams. Let's take a break. When we come back, Bart Winkler of CBS Sports Radio is going to join us to preview the Super Bowl and talk about the draft as well. Keep it tuned right here to the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 